There we go. There oh. we go. This is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. With Kara and Megan. With Kara and Megan, straight out of Nicholasville, Kentucky. <laughs> Hello. Hey, guys. Um, thank you guys for not hating us, for put, not having a full up last week. I'm just telling you, it's life has been a lot here lately. I don't want to act like my life is harder than everybody else's. No, everybody's lives are a lot right now. Yeah. When people talk about first world problems, I always get annoyed because I'm like, look, problems are problems. Problems are problems are problems are problems. And yeah, problems are problems. Last problems. Week sucked. Yeah. <laughs> we have problems. They kept telling us this big, huge ice storm was coming. Yeah, I mean, we had an ice storm, but it wasn't the it apocalyptic it situation didn't. they wanted us to do. It wasn't the run to the grocery ice storm. And then my kid potentially had a hernia. Oh, that's right. See, that's how crappy I am. I'd already forgotten that part <laughs> of it. We just opened the best gift oh my gosh, from Nikki, amazing. one of our listeners. We each got this. So if you're on the YouTube video, you can see it. But it's this beautiful wooden box that has like our... Like handcrafted. Yeah. Initials on the top. And if you open it up, it's got our word for the year. And just so many cool little ritual things. You guys are so thoughtful. It's incredible. Oh my gosh, yes. Nikki's shop is called Bewitched and and Bespoke, Bespoke, Mm -hmm. which I think is fantastic too. And she said that what she had sent us was some of her customers' favorite items. So uh, if you like that kind of stuff, I'm sure you should check out Bewitched and Bespoke. Oh yeah. I'm Megan. I'm Kara. Right now, we're going to record the full episode yep. and hopefully release that as soon as I can. And then, oh, I don't know if you guys heard, but they may have found Brandon Lawson. Yeah, that's wild. If that's a case that you are familiar with, it is one of these cases where this guy disappeared. Uh-huh. He was like on the phone. Now, there's a couple of cases actually where a kid is on the phone with somebody when he disappears. But right. this guy was like, his brother was out there looking for him. Uh-huh. And Brandon is like, I'm here. I can see you. Right. And the brother's like, I don't have any idea where you are i don't yeah. see you and it's this whole thing they came and figure out they're in the right place but brandon's saying he sees them yeah anyway and he just vanished mm-hmm. and they think they may have found him it's weird because they found remains in the exact area where they had been searching yeah. and i'm like how did it how did they miss this right mm-hmm. but and how did it take this long to uncover this but the family seems convinced like they posted on their or it's a facebook group or a facebook mm-hmm. page about it that said we're confident this is him, which I also thought was strange. Yeah. All of it's strange. All so, of it's so weird. I mean, maybe we should cover the Brandon Lawson case. Just I think we should. To see it through, because it's really... Maybe do a Patreon episode. Y'all want to vote on that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. we got to put that in the Patreon for Kara's episode. And then another thing I was going to mention, just because it just happened, there were three guys who escaped from prison in Tennessee last yes! night. Did you see that? Yeah. They climbed through an air vent. They're in Tennessee, which is so, I always think like, well, they're that's on practical. The they're practically here. They're probably right here. They're right across the street from us. I think they were they're last gonna come spotted in, the in West shop. Virginia. They're going to come at the coffee shop. I bet they don't. <laughs> you don't think they want coffee? Uh, they've been on the run. They're, they're a little thirsty. <laughs> you guys go look up, because I'm hoping you get this episode posted today or tomorrow. So yeah. I'm assuming they're probably still out there running around. You guys can uh-huh. Google it. Take a look at them. Then Google look outside. <laughs> yeah, sure. look out your Make sure they're constantly. not in your air vent, basically. Mm-hmm. Report anything unusual. All right. I guess that's all. Megan. What's up? Did you know that Marvin Gaye Sr. grew up in Nicholasville, Kentucky? I did not know this. He lived really? on the very street I grew up on. Really? Yeah. Wow. How would I not have known that? I didn't know anything. Okay. Well, this is uh, Marvin Gaye Jr.'s death. Oh. He was murdered by his father. I didn't know that either. Yep. Is Marvin Gaye Jr. the one that sang? Yeah. He was murdered by his dad? By his dad. I didn't dad. even know he was Let's murdered. Get it on. Yeah, I was going to say, it's that guy, right? Uh, yeah. Wow. Obviously, we know Marvin Gaye was a singer, 
songwriter, super famous in the 60s. He was top leading male vocalist of the Motown Records. He was one of the most influential rhythm and blues musicians of the 20th century. I'm telling you, if you're not into Motown. Oh, my gosh. You just should be. I forget how great it is. So my mom was super into Motown. So it's like what I grew up Mm -hmm. on. And like I still know, I mean, just about every Diana Ross and the Supreme song. And... Smokey Robinson. Oh my gosh, and, yeah. I mean, there's just so many of them. And yeah. Marvin Gaye. Yeah. That I just love. And uh, they, it came on at work the other day. Somebody had a Motown station going. And I was just like, God, it's so great. Yeah. It's the best music to just like just clean your house. Yeah. Uh, anything really. So, you know, if you're not a million years old mm-hmm. like me and you've never really dug into the Motown thing, just, just dive pause in. for It'd a second, great. go play a couple songs, just come right back and we'll. Take a deep dive into this. (laughs) So Reverend Marvin Gay Sr. was an American fundamentalist minister. Uh, He was a minister mm -hmm. and he murdered his son. Yes. And he he just was deep, deep into it. So he grew up on a farm on Catnip Hill in Jasmine County, Kentucky. I drive Catnip Hill when I go home from here. Yeah. Quite often. Clearly he and his son had some issues. They didn't get along. He didn't agree with his son's uh, secular lifestyle. So I'll murder you. <clears throat> exactly. Because that's yes. better. Uh-huh. Marvin Gay Sr. grew up, like I said, in Jasmine County, moved to Lexington. He had 12 siblings. His dad was abusive. He entered the ministry in his late teens. He joined a Pentecostal church and became a pastor in Washington, D.C. Uh, and that's where he and his wife, Alberta Cooper, she was from North Carolina, decided to raise their family. They had four kids. A daughter, Jeannie, and a daughter, Ziola. I'm pretty sure I pronounced those right. Uh, Marvin, yes, Marvin Jr. and Frankie. Um, so he left his church, his Pentecostal church, to form like a spinoff um, called the House of God. Uh, so he kind of did it like, have you seen the Righteous Gemstones? No. Uh, you but I've been told. have to watch That's, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad about TV two. in general. I am too, but I am now into season two and I'm like crying laughing at Oh, uh, yeah. That's what I've heard. Episode. Like it's just perfectly It's done. like our humor. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, that's what mean perfect. Perfect humor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you meant. Yeah. The only kind of humor that's mm. acceptable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise be. Okay. So he spent most of his time just like traveling to different churches with his sermons. I just think. A person who decides to start his own mm-hmm. branch of church, mm-hmm. obviously there's problems. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and he drug Marvin Jr. with him to sing gospel songs. Mm-hmm. So really, if he wants to blame anybody for his music career, it's himself. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> okay. Marvin Gaye said that as a child and adolescent he was afraid of marvin jr he was afraid of his dad um he said he was a peculiar tyrannical powerful king that was one of his quotes uh as he got older um he just was super rebellious as most like church kids are towards their parents Mm -hmm. that are high up Mm -hmm. in the church so uh he was attending cardozo high school is that how you say it cardozo I love that you're asking. Me. I don't know. <laughs> Are you asking me? <laughs> Megan, you know, in Washington, D.C., there's that high school. I went there, actually. That's where yeah, I graduated. That's, that's why I was confirming with you. Yeah, that's um, how you say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he started listening to doo wop. He smoked cigarettes and uh, he would skip uh, home to attend rock and roll concerts by Sam Cooke and Jackie Wilson. So his See Sam Cooke in person. Oh my gosh. Oh, man. That would be amazing. 
So his dad obviously hated him for it. (laughs) Um, He said he was sinful and he was just like, why are you going out to dances? Um, And why are you trying out for sports? This isn't God's will. Sports? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our problem? Yeah. Don't do that. I mean, it can be, I guess. Yeah. So there are some rumors that float around that Gay Sr. was a transvestite um, and that behind closed doors he was very effeminate. Um, So then, like, people in the neighborhood were like, well, he's a homosexual. Like, there's nothing to it. Like, he's a preacher and he's a homosexual. You know, people are ridiculous. I know. Well, I mean, it's the whole thing of you wanting to give a reason for... Yes. You know, why, why he has yeah. so much anger. Yeah. And that would be a reason, exactly. I guess. But man, uh-huh. I don't know. That seems extreme. So Marvin Jr. and his brother Frankie said that they constantly were defending their father and themselves because the neighbor- the kids in the neighborhood would be like, well, your dad's a homosexual. Um, kids. And then Bobby Taylor, the younger of Marvin's friends from D.C., um, said he was also a Motown star, uh, said that... This is like these allegations are ridiculous. These allegations are as as false as fat free cream cheese. <laughs> so that's, is that what he said? Is that a direct quote? That is, I'm pretty exactly sure that's what Marvin said. Yeah. Um, but people were like, just take a look at this. Like he was, in fact, like a womanizer. He was super abusive towards his wife and his family. Like maybe he's a homosexual, but really, like he's got a lot of issues. Yeah. So. What's the point of I know, exactly. Like, why? Yeah. In 56, Marvin Jr. left home, dropped out of school, enrolled in the United States Air Force. He was honorably discharged and joined the Marquis, which later joined Harvey Fuca, to become Harvey and the New Moon Glows. (laughs) I love it. Like the New Moon Mm -hmm. Glows? Or were were the Moon Glows new? Can we discuss the semantics and the grammar of it? The exactly. new moon glows. I love it. <laughs> moon glows. Moon glows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say they don't make really great band names anymore, but that's not true. They still do. No, they still 21 do. Pilots. I mean, yeah. Panic at the Disco. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Killers. Kings of Leon. So many good names. Yeah. Karen Megan. Karen Megan. The Karen Megan Show. Okay. In 61, uh, before he released his first single, he changed his last name from G-A-Y to G-A-Y-E. Because he was like, you know what? It's a little more professional. Also, like, people that worked with him were like, you know what? This is going to kind of cut ties from, like, your father's, like, crazy church life. It also just hit me. They were probably just being jerks about the fact that their last name was gay. Exactly. Because they're kids mm-hmm. and they're just jerks. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, your last name's gay. So you're gay. And yep. it's like, oh, I'm so glad that now, like, because when I was in school growing up, mm-hmm. it was still, like, an insult to oh, call yeah. somebody gay and i know there's still some people that do it now but like for the most part right that's over with people right. aren't terrified of being called gay oh yeah because like, it's just not a big deal you know yeah. anymore which i'm happy at least that oh, we've evolved gosh, yeah. to that point point. and i feel like kids like ella and soph like they're so respectful about like not knowing whether people are or not so they just like approach it with like the most tender yeah like Ella conversation. is it's the sweetest. So, so Soph is the exact same way yeah. too, and it's just like the sweetest thing ever. Yeah, Ella referred to Kara's once she partner, and did. I was like, "Do you mean her husband?" She goes, "Why well, didn't want to assume?" That's like, great. <laughs> and then she has a friend who uh, goes by pronouns they yeah. them, and for Ella, it's just so easy. Yeah, same with Soph. And I mean, I try to be respectful of it, and I still can't. Right, keep it same. You know, 
I don't care to call people whatever they want to be called. So yeah. I'm just like, all right, if you want to be they, them, I can do they, them. And then I, it just, if you want to be referred to as a churro, extra thought into I will, it. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to be. Like, yeah. But, um, Ella, it doesn't even no, seem, same with so. she's so good at it. Yeah. It's, I love it so much. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener exciting. and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm-hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one nice and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com Using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to TYMOBeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. Throughout his life, like Marvin Jr. tried to have a relationship with his dad even like throughout his fame and stuff but his dad was just like no this is ridiculous i'm not doing it so he, like they just kind of lost lost that love and feeling <laughs> that's just <laughs> hilarious so um, so this also kills me it's like you're you're mad at your son cuz you want to draw him christians who think mm-hmm. they're going to shame people yes. into being more christian like oh god that makes the, me insane like that how how is that God's love. Yeah. How is that showing them that we should love one another at all? Regardless. What's that verse? Like pulling the moat from your own eye before you um, do it to another. Again, the wrong person. Yeah. I don't know. But I had to read a lot about it. I just, I just, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Christians who use religion to divide. I can't. No. It makes me crazy. Okay. So crazy. Okay. No, I shouldn't say Christians. I should say any person yeah. who uses their religion to divide makes yeah. me crazy. It's just so against the point. Like you're defeating your yeah. point. Exactly. I automatically will not take you seriously. Okay. I'm going to try not be on a soapbox this whole time. <laughs> so fun. I missed you last week. I missed you so much. <laughs> Grown up dog. <laughs>
<laughs> Need it. Okay, in 72, Marvin Jr. returned to Washington, D.C., where he grew up. He was honored with Marvin Gaye Day. It was a ceremony that they had a concert performance um, at the Kennedy Center, um, and it was first in four years following the collapse of the late duet partner, Tammy Terrell. Marvin said that the day was one of the first times where he had felt that he had made his father proud. Oh. Because he was, like, coming back home. He was, like, having this huge event in his honor, and all he wanted to do was make his dad proud. Mm -hmm. It would have to be hard as a son. Yep. Also, he started dedicating several of his famous works to his dad. Um, One is God is Love. Uh, Everybody Needs Love. I mean, these are, I mean, it's just so sad. Needed love, joy. It's all dedicated to his dad um, and his upbringing in the church. He often mentioned how he was influenced by his dad's sermons during his concert tours. Um, And he even had his father go with him during a midnight special show where he allowed his dad to give him advice. After Marvin Sr. told him that he was, he thought he was a wonderful person, he hugged him. Oh, so he did finally. Well, this was on, like, on stage. I mean, we could, could speculate it that it was that it was genuine or for show. I don't know. Marvin Sr. was also an alcoholic. Uh, he was having issues continuing to be a minister. Um, he and his wife were starting to just, like, grow apart. And then Marvin Jr. moved his parents to a mansion he bought for them in the West Adams District of L.A. in 72. But then the marriage just continued to get worse. Did you say that we think Marvin Sr.'s dad was abusive? Yes. To you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. It's just like he never had siblings. a good father right. role model. Mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye Jr. left London, England um, in 81 after a European tour. He started doing drugs. He moved to Belgium on some of a friend's advice. He stayed there for a bit um, and kind of sobered up. And he decided to make new plans for a better music career because uh, he was kind of like slump in the slumps. He was just like struggling with like coming up with new songs. He wasn't as famous as he used to be at the mm-hmm. time. So he's like, I've got to get better. In 82, he ended his run with um, at Motown um, singing with CBS Records, Columbia Division. He released Sexual Healing, his Midnight Love album in that October. So he became like super popular. Oh, yeah, because that's like his song. Yeah. yeah. He won a pair of Grammy Awards in early 83, but he was super hesitant to leave Belgium because he was like, listen, like, this is what got me sober. This is what, yeah, you know, this is my safety. Yeah. Like, this is where I'm like able to write. This is where I'm able to do all this stuff. But all of a sudden, his mom in November needed an emergency surgery for treatment of bone cancer. So he was like, I've got to go home and be with my mom. So he got back into drugs and contemplated suicide often because he just was struggling mentally after going home, which is so sad. Um, He did have a really successful tour promoting Midnight Love, but he was just like, I just have to stay with my mom and take care of her. When he was staying with his mom, he found out that his dad had sold the family home in Washington without even telling the mom. And the poor mom's like sitting here after all this health situation. So he was mad about that. The mom's mad about that. So he was just like, I need for you to talk to us about this. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, you need to come in here and tell us, like, what's going on. 
the dad had told that one of the sisters that he's going to kill Marvin if Marvin touches him because Marvin kept getting angry about like the health situation and like what was going on the way he was treating his mom. So then like during this whole process, he's trying to decide if he wants to do another album with CBS and like Jermaine Jackson, Dionne Warwick, Barry White had all been discussing doing this album with him. And Christmas of 83, Marvin Jr. gave his father a handgun as a Christmas present for him to protect them from would-be killers. Um, and friends said this is just gay juniors, paranoid, psychotic state of mind on drugs. Some also he... said that it it was his way of committing suicide without I had the suicide. same thought. I was like, we know he was suicidal and he knew his dad wanted, mm-hmm. had made those threats. So, yeah. So, March 31st, 1984, so close to my day of birth, mm-hmm. um, Marvin Sr. was arguing with um, the mom over a missing insurance policy. Um, and then somehow, like, the argument went into um, Junior's bedroom, and he just was like, Dad, you've got to leave Mom alone. This is getting ridiculous. Like, I can't, this is insane. Um, April 1st, they start arguing about it again. Gay Jr. was just like, I need for you to come here. We're going to settle this once and for all. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. He's just trying um, to protect his mom. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he said to his dad, if you don't ever come in here, don't ever come into my room again. Like, trying to get his dad to, like, come talk to the mom. He's like, if you don't come in here, like, don't ever, don't ever come in my oh, room see. again. So either talk to me or yeah. don't ever come here again. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when the dad came into the room... They were yelling at each other, cussing at each other, pushing each other. Um, so it ended in senior's bedroom and they start kicking each other. The mom said she remembered her husband screaming, he's kicking me. I don't have to take this. Um, she said that morning, my husband came walking through my bathroom door and asked me where he could find this insurance letter. I couldn't hear him very well. So Marvin asked him to come into the room where we were. My husband said no. He wouldn't come into the room. Marvin told him, if you don't come in now, don't you ever come into my room again. Then my husband came in the room. Marvin told him to get out and got up from the bed, walked over to my husband, pushed him back. Marvin pushed him a couple of times. My husband turned and walked back to his bedroom. Marvin followed him, yelling little cuss words at him. Marvin told his father, I'll beat you up. Both of them went into the father's room. I didn't see what happened in the bedroom. I heard my husband say, he's kicking me. I don't have to take that. When I entered the room, my husband was on the floor and Marvin was standing a short distance away. I took Marvin by the arm and led him back to the room. I sat him on the foot of the bed and Marvin told me, Mother, I'm going to get my things and get out of this house. Father hates me and I'm never coming back. I was standing about eight feet away from Marvin when my husband came to the door of the bedroom with a pistol. My husband didn't say anything. He just pointed the gun at Marvin. I screamed, but it was very quick. He, my husband, shot and Marvin screamed. I tried to run. Marvin slid down to the floor after the first shot. So she ran to grab his arm. Um, and she was just like this, I, like just in this state of panic. Just well, freaking yeah. out. You just watched your son and uh-huh. your husband kill your child. Yes. Um, so then the dad shot him again, point blank rage in the shoulder. Um, the his brother and sister-in-law, Irene, were next door, and they heard the gunshot, so they rushed to the house. And she, when Irene got there, the sister-in-law, she saw Marvin's mom screaming for help, saying, he shot my son. 
The brother ran upstairs and he just saw him just like gasping for his last breaths. So the sister-in-law called, called 911. Uh, they got there. They saw Marvin Sr. just sitting on the front porch. They said, we're not coming into the house to help your son until you show us the gun. So he tossed the gun onto the front yard. They arrested him. But by the time the paramedics got him to the hospital, he was pronounced dead on arrival. He died the day before his 45th birthday. So four days later, April 5th, he was given a star-studded funeral. There were 10,000 people there. Oh. Motown colleagues, Smokey Robinson, Stevie Wonder, Motown CEO Barry Gordy. He was also Gay's brother-in-law at one point. Marvin Gaye's Jr.'s two ex-wives um, and their kids. So had this funeral for hours and then he was immediately cremated afterwards and they put his ashes in the Pacific Ocean. After the funeral, um, the wife filed for divorce after 47 years of marriage. When the dad was asked in jail if he loved his son, he said, well, let's just say that I didn't dislike him. Oh, my God. Yeah. So was they he like this with his other sons, do we know? I oh, mean, it said that he was abusive towards him and his siblings. Well, and, you know, Marvin and Jr. He was, is the one who became, like, the big star. The star, so yeah. So it was much more of a... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Michael Jackson situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the dad was charged with first-degree murder, but they dropped the charges when they medically examined Marvin Sr. and found out that he had a brain tumor. Um, so they gave him five years probation. probation. He pled no contest to the voluntary manslaughter. During the sentencing, he just said to the court he wished he didn't kill his son and just was, like, tearing up. He said, but he did fear for his safety, so that's why he did it. So the wife went to live at their daughter Janie's house, um, and he was sent to a rest home for the remainder of his life, and he died of pneumonia in California October 10th, 1998, just nine days after turning 84. I'm curious about the brain tumor. You yeah. know, it seems like he was pretty awful for right, very multiple long time. reasons. But I do know someone who had a brain tumor, and because of the— it Oh, was it completely changes huge. then. Yeah. Yes. And because of where it was in her brain, mm-hmm. it really did turn her yeah. into a different person to the point yeah. that people were like— What is happening? And But it happened gradually as the tumor mm-hmm. grew, right? Yep. And so it wasn't until she had some sort of—I um, think she couldn't keep her balance or something. something yeah. Something that actually sent them to the hospital like, yeah. this is not— normal and yeah. then they figured out she had this brain tumor and now she's back to herself again but it's right. like i don't know like would he have murdered him i don't know but marvin jr knowing how abusive he was just handed him that gun it's all sad it's so sad and i wonder with marvin senior like where he didn't have a good relationship with his dad i have this working theory that <laughs> that produces men who like they feel in competition with their sons. Yes. Of course, maybe that's a thing that happens as far as men feeling in competition with their right. sons. I don't really understand the male brain very Right. Much. Instead of living I vicariously try, through them, they're right. trying or, to Or just them. being proud of them. Mm-hmm. Instead, you feel like, why, did, yeah. why didn't I have this right. or that? I don't know. Yeah. I tell you what, man. If you got a bad dad. True. Male or female. You got a bad parent. Yeah. If you have a bad. It's hard. Legal guardian. Man. Man, that is so sad. I know. For a million different reasons. I didn't know all of those details. No. I knew and he was murdered. For his mom. Yep. And now to this day, like, his music is still so popular. I know. That's, uh, yeah, that's another thing. Like, you know Marvin Gaye's mm-hmm. name. Like, there's some Motown people. That, oh, yeah. You might know the song, but you wouldn't remember the name right. of the person that sang it, you know? Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, you know Marvin Gaye. As soon as you hear Marvin Gaye, you're like, let's get it on. Yeah. Thanks for telling me. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, and he grew up here. like I should have known he was murdered, but I didn't. 
Let's have a Marvin Gaye day. It's a good story. I've, we could totally jam to some Marvin Gaye anytime. <laughs> we should. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Well, I've got you here. Let's do some Patreon shout outs. Shout outs. So Ooh, the names that we're so good at pronouncing. These are people who have joined at the Body of a Goddess level and the Janet's level, which is our newest tier. And yeah. Kate's Patreon. Janet. 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 Queen of the Witches. Oh, I love her. Um, there's a few names in here that we're going to definitely get wrong. I'll let you take that first one, though. Um, is it Corinne Lolly? Lally? That's probably it. Yeah. That's definitely not how I was going to pronounce it. But now that you've said it, that's definitely it. Yeah. Um, Cole Ryan Strub. Uh, Ashley McClure. Max Morin. Jenny Baker. Paula Murray. Krista McQuillam. You got both of the confusing ones for me. Uh, Katrina Majors. Hey, guys. Yeah. So thank you all Thanks for, for joining. joining it. Um, we really appreciate having you there. And like I said, there's some stuff. If you haven't checked it out yet, there's some stuff on the Patreon to look into. Yeah. And then Kara's going to be posting what uh-huh. her options are so you guys can vote on the yes. next Patreon episode. Okay. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.